The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, we've been talking this afternoon about this huge show of support for Alberta's energy industry today in the form of that massive convoy, which is ongoing uh, as we speak, uh, apparently on the Henday headed to the ledge. I don't speak, uh, Jay, on behalf of the uh, station, but I do speak on behalf of myself. And I can say that I'm very proud of you all that are participating in this. I ask the rest of you to be understanding that this is a moment where the voice of Alberta can be heard loudly and clearly in Ottawa, and I applaud you all for taking part in it. I would ask, though, that we remain sane and civil when we uh, arrive at the ledge. Let's uh, let's not have the story turn in any other direction but this. Absolutely. It's uh, 2.35 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Some of your uh, calls coming or your texts coming in this afternoon. Uh, Brian says, Andrew and Jay, I'm now 44 and I've been in the oil patch since January of 94. I've always been proud to work in the oil patch. I've always been a proud proud Albertan and proud Canadian. However, I'm embarrassed by my provincial and federal governments. I can't be there today, but I hope this wakes up other people and gets our oil to other customers. And then this one, Warren in Leduc says, we also had people being paid by the hour stuck in this idiotic convoy. Thanks for hitting our profit today. Smooth move. Extremely frustrating. Well, obviously not everybody's going not, to be in favor of no, this. About uh, 1,400, 1,500 trucks in this convoy. Gil has been waiting patiently. He's been there all afternoon afternoon all morning hey Gil hey how are you good. good tell us what happened tell us uh, what uh, would it look like from your rig today oh, I'm just approaching Edmonton now and the, the cops have been great they've actually they're escorting us at about two miles an hour into the city there was well over a thousand big rigs but it wasn't just truckers there was minivans half tons the streets were lined with thousands of people wearing yellow vests Absolutely awesome. I couldn't be more proud of my fellow Albertans. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. This is uh, really quite something. When I first read of this plan and 100 trucks, and I thought, okay, that'll be, to be honest with you, I thought that'll be a two-minute hit on the evening news. Uh, But, man, it has grown into something, I think, internationally newsworthy, quite frankly. Can you hear the horns in the background? Oh, yeah, we sure can. (laughs) Absolutely. And, and I will say I'm going to take my hats off to uh, the the police force and the sheriffs and the people in Nisku and Leduc that came out and stopped traffic and allowed it to go without a hitch. And and like I said, the the bridge. We're, I'm just coming to that first bridge. It's lined with people. We've got a police escort all the way back into the city. I'm on my way to listen to uh, Andrew Shear at the Kingsway. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, he's speaking at the Edmonton Inn this afternoon. The Edmonton Inn, yeah. Yeah, at the Edmonton Inn. So uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing more of his comments as well. Gil, thanks for the update this afternoon. Drive safely. All right. Take you guys care. Have a good one. Yeah, you, you, too. you too. Can you hear the, the, the horns in the background? That sounds like and, somebody brought a train. Yeah. <laughs> Heather's <laughs> on the phone uh, this afternoon. Hi, Heather. Hi, how are you? Good, good, thank you. What's on your mind? Well, I'm right in the middle on the North Saskatchewan following the convoy. My husband and I came out to the rally. We're huge supporters of this because, first of all, we're Canadians, then we're Albertans, and we need to, we need to show support. We need to make a difference here. We need to speak to Ottawa and let them know that, like, the West is equal to the to the East. And I just want to, as a as a born and bred Albertan, I want these boys, the oil and gas, 
to know that we support them because we're all interdependent. Yep. My business relies on relies on the funds from I work in the in the government sector, and if if the government doesn't have money, then I can't provide supports for families. Do you know? I and think a lot of people don't understand that, Heather. And this, you know, I had, and I'm not looking for sympathy here. I had the worst Christmas, Christmas party point. season ever in terms of the number of gigs that I did. Oh, that yeah. that is reflective of how the industry is. You wouldn't have thought. How does a comedian, you know what I mean, play into this? Everybody's affected uh, by the health of the oil and gas well, industry trickle, in Alberta. The, the trickle down, Absolutely. yeah, and that's been indicative since the oil and gas has been created in the province of Alberta. I mean, that's why we are who we are. This is what's built our our province and our nation. And I mean, the oil and gas, the fisheries, everything. We're all interdependent. Yeah, absolutely. So to, think that, to think that we're insulated against it is seriously, seriously, like you got to take your head out of the sand here. Heather, want to thank different. you. For, thank you for giving us a, a call this afternoon. Appreciate it. Yes, well, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. You take it and easy now. I'm hoping. Just hang on. We're going to get the boys to honk the horn. Okay, honk the horn, <laughs> boys. Yeah, here we go. All right. I love it. Merry Christmas to you guys. Yeah, Merry you Christmas too, to you, too. Merry Christmas. 4960063, the number. Uh, uh, some of the texts coming in this afternoon says, Hey, Chet, I'm literally in tears now with hope and optimism and pride for my province. Thank you. XOXO. And, and uh, another one says, As impressive as this convoy is, the sad reality is that these trucks should be working in the fact that they are able to be there today means they aren't making money to support their families. Yeah, well, and fair. that's you know, yeah. I mean, that's the reality. But that's why they're you know, hey, the, I'm look sure they here we are. They'd rather be working. Yeah, absolutely, they'd rather be working. But that's the whole point. Yeah. They're more than prepared to give up a, a, a day of work in order to get a lifetime of opportunity in an industry. Hi, Brian. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. What, what are you doing right now? Oh, I just drive and uh, I'm at, I'm by Sherwood Park. But uh, hey, you know it's great that they're they're doing this. Uh, uh, you know the community's getting together, and uh, I mean you know great support, great great to hear. Uh, I just want to make a comment though. Uh, you know this this 1.5 billion dollars that the government is uh, doling out, it's basically just coming from our our pockets anyway. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think that this federal government has any appetite to. Uh, you know, to support or to help Alberta or, you know, the, the oil field sector. Well, it sure feels that way, doesn't it, it? It does feel that way, particularly since this is not a handout anyways. People keep calling it a handout, and I understand where they're coming from when they say that, that it's charity, basically. But it's a loan. This, these are loan yeah. programs. That yeah. Money's coming out of our pocket, and it's going right back to the government again at some point. So... Yeah, I understand. It's funny because I texted my brother in Ottawa about uh, 15 minutes ago. He had asked me yesterday what was going on these days out in Alberta, and I texted him and said, can you hear us now? <laughs> well, absolutely. And uh, it's great that, you know, th- these things are, these type of things are happening and the, and the media is finally getting uh, a hold of it. But I'll tell you, whenever you hear Trudeau talk or his cabinet, even even the, the energy minister yesterday, they, there's a lot of talk, but nothing is really said. It, it's, yeah. uh, it, it's basically the same thing. And, and Trudeau is uh, an expert at that. He'll, he'll talk and talk and talk. 
and uh, nothing is getting done. And you know, I think I, people are so fed up with this. You know, it's funny you say that. I, earlier when we were talking to Kent Morrison from uh, Global Television, and he mentioned that Andrew Shear was stuck in traffic and had to walk uh, to get to the to deliver his speech. Yeah. I right. got to be honest with you. Uh, my heart grew an extra size because I thought that's actually yeah. how you solve a problem. You like, know, don't talk about it. Get out of your car and walk. And you know what also crossed yeah. my mind? So I wonder if if Trudeau would have done that. I wonder too, honestly. You know, that's what went through yeah. my head. Yep. Brian, well, appreciate I appreciate the call. I hope people remember it next year. That's for sure when we got a vote. I Th- hear you. Thank you for the call, Brian. Four nine six zero zero six three. If you want to give us a shout, uh, if you're in the convoy right now, it's uh, on its way to the Edmonton Inn, where uh, Progressive Conservative leader uh, Andrew Shear is going to be speaking. I think uh, around four o'clock this afternoon. Everything's been delayed, delayed a bit yeah. because of the convoy, but uh, that's a whole part of it. Over on our texting yeah. line, hello, uh, Jay Lynn and Andrew. I'm so glad to see people take action like this. Canada always. Canadians always have been accepting of no matter what our government decides to do. We have always been closet complainers and not take Mm -hmm. any action or do anything about it. You look around the world, people, um, people decide what happens. That's what a democracy is. And I feel like finally in Canada, people are starting to speak. Can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to this year's election vote 2019 that from tony out of red deer not in the oil industry but i respect every single person that works in and around it as albertans every single thing we have has been touched by the industry so thank you very proud of you men and women um, and uh, a lot of noise and disruption in an effort to tell trudeau and notley what they already know uh, don was in the convoy today well, I'm in the first uh, 100, but what it's looking like in my rearview mirror is just freaking amazing. Hmm. What I'm seeing is that more, um, more, just Albertan to me is that we've got hundreds of amber flashing lights in, in my rearview mirror of all these trucks that are in this, in this lineup. Uh, I, I can't tell you how big this thing is, but I can't see the end. It's well, there, there you go at uh, 2.43, and it looks like, um, is that for is that for me? Is that for us? Okay. Uh, the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, Andrew Scheer, joining us. Well, it looks like he's joining us. Why don't you just put him on hold? Put him on hold. <laughs> there, there we go. go. Mr. Scheer, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for calling. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're on the air with Jay Lynn and Andrew. Uh, tell us uh, what went through your mind when you were, you know, delayed in that convoy uh, as you're trying to make it over to that rally to talk today. Uh, it was just, insp- it was inspirational. You know, I, I landed at the airport at uh, about 11:30, and normally it would just take a few minutes to get to uh, Edson, uh, and it, it was just all lined up. There were just so many trucks honking their horns. Uh, in all different directions and we just weren't moving and i i didn't want to be late i all these people had come out so i just told my team i said let's just hop out and walk and and get there we just got to get it done so uh it, i gotta tell you it was it was emotional a little bit to, to to see all these people have come out in a in a pretty spontaneous manner in a grassroots way there's no uh foreign funds paying people to come out and, and protest today there's no union that's paying people to take the day off these are people who have come out on their own because they're fighting for their jobs and they want canadians to know what they're going through and mr Shear, let me ask you the same question i texted and asked my brother about a half hour ago can you hear us now 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, and and we've, been, we've been fighting the fight in the House of Commons. We've been, you know, conservatives have been getting up in question period. We've been using motions. We've been trying to kill Bill C-69. We're, we're fighting to repeal the carbon tax. But, but, but the next piece of this is for, uh, you know, individual Canadians in every province to understand what's going on out here, to, to know that for years and years, people came to Alberta from other parts of the country when there wasn't work there. There's so many people from, from Ontario, from my home province of Saskatchewan, from Atlantic Canada. They were able to come to Alberta and get jobs and provide for their families because of this industry. And, and Alberta needs Canada right now. And I, I believe that it's starting to happen. These, these protests, these rallies, these, it, it's, it's shaking people up a little bit. So we need to continue. We, we can't give it up. We need the message to be heard loud and clear. Uh, not only is Canadian energy... Uh, developed at the, at the highest environmental standards in the world. Uh, the profits go. <clears throat> the profits go into. <coughs> pardon me. The profits go into Canadian companies, <clears throat> and um, it's just good for all Canadians. You know, it's all right. We're a little choked up by this, too, uh, quite oh, frankly. Sorry, just, You've been doing a lot of talking in the last couple of uh, hours. I just, I just a second lost my voice. <laughs> the leader, I was up on a truck uh, yelling into a, a CB radio for the last seven minutes or so, so. The leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, Andrew Shear, joining us uh, on the show, calling in. Uh, thanks for the surprise. Appreciate it to begin with. Uh, uh, just want to follow up. You brought uh, an MP from Quebec with you on, on this trip. There's a lot of uh, anger right now in Alberta, uh, you know, towards Quebec. Um, what are you telling telling those folks? And and by you bringing that MP from Quebec, what were you hoping to achieve there? Well, first of all, it, the, the 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 feelings that people have right now are totally understandable. You know, when when an industry like this is down and, and, and people are hurting, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of lost jobs in the last little bit, a lot of anxiety. And and when we when we hear comments like like. Justin Trudeau saying that um, that there's no way he would ever let Energy East uh, back. Uh, th- th- there is that animosity, and so the, the purpose of bringing one of my conservative colleagues is is to show people here in Alberta, uh, we've got a Quebec team, a Quebec conservatives, and they get up in the House of Commons and they fight for this sector. They ask questions uh, in English and in French. Uh, fighting to, 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 to get this industry back on its feet. It's not Quebecers. There may be some politicians from Quebec, but uh, you know, there's a poll out today that said the vast majority of Quebecers would prefer purchasing their, their energy, their oil and gas from Alberta uh, when compared to, to foreign countries. So the message was it's not a problem in, with, uh, with the rest of Canada. It's a problem with certain politicians. It's a problem with the federal liberal government. Uh, but in 2019, we'll have an opportunity to get a federal conservative government with a team from Quebec, conservative MTPs from Quebec, who will fight for this industry just as much as me from Saskatchewan or Alberta MPs. Mr. Shear, let me ask you this, and, and I'll tell you, I'll preface it by saying you have the opportunity right now to win one more vote, mine. <laughs> what could you possibly do that the federal government has not already done to get this pipeline expansion built? Well, I, I, I got a challenge, and they haven't done anything. You know, we called on the Liberal government to fast-track all Supreme Court references. The second that uh, Premier Horgan, an NDP Premier of British Columbia, started saying that he was going to use every trick up his sleeve, we said, let's 
get it all in front of the Supreme Court. Let's get certainty so that there's not one court ruling after another, you know, three or four months apart. The Liberal government hasn't done that. We've called for them to appoint a special ministerial representative to get the First Nations consultation done right. Uh, we've called on them to, to repeal Bill C-69, lift the shipping ban on, on, uh, on Canadian energy off the West Coast. These are all things that have caused the, the, the proponents of pipelines to walk away because they see a government that time and time again tells them they're not welcome here. It's not because there's not a market case. It's not because the economic conditions are there. But nobody in the energy sector believes right now that they can get anything built. So to get Trans Mountain built, I've proposed a comprehensive plan enacting federal legislation to stand up for federal jurisdiction. That's something the government could have done. We would have worked with them to fast-track that bill to do that. But we're heading into Christmas. It's going to be a year come spring that we as taxpayers have owned Trans Mountain and not a single... A square inch of dirt has been moved. There's not a single thing that the Liberal governments have done today after giving $4.5 billion worth of taxpayers' money to American investors. After Since then, they've done nothing. And Mr. Shearer, as a follow-up to that, what would you say to those individuals who say that prior to this current Liberal government, a Conservative government failed to get that same expansion underway? Well, that's just completely false, and, and, and this is something that the Liberals like to invent about uh, our record. They claim that, uh, that we didn't balance the budget. We did balance the budget. They inherited a balanced budget. Uh, this, this latest thing that they push out is that, uh, that, that, that this is a problem that pre-existed their time in office. It's not true. Under the Conservatives, the market worked. This is the, the irony here is no one's asking for the federal government to create a, a federal department and have a bunch of federal employees and public servants building pipelines. The, free, the, the private sector does that. And while we, while we were in office, four major pipeline projects were proposed, approved, and built, increasing our capacity by over a million barrels a day to get our, our, our market to our, our energy to market. Just before we left, just before voters chose uh, the Liberal government, there were three on the books, Trans Mountain, Northern Gateway, and Energy East. And our government, our party, supported those. They were working their way through the approval process. And in the case of uh, Energy East, the goalposts got moved. They, they suddenly had to account for a double standard of upstream and downstream emissions, something that no other industry in Canada had to account for. And Justin Trudeau vetoed Northern Gateway. So the, the reason why these pipelines were cancelled, it, it's all decisions because of decisions that Justin Trudeau took. It, it's, it's not that the market conditions change. It's not that suddenly... You know, uh, courts started making up new decisions. It was all because this government doesn't want them built. You'll hear me speak a lot about the failures of the Justin Trudeau liberals, you know, their failure to balance the budget, uh, the failure to, to represent Canada on the world stage. On this one, I don't think they're failing, though. I, I, I believe it's actually part of their plan. When you look at Justin Trudeau go to international events and say that he wants to phase out the energy sector, he said the same thing in Canada. I, I think I think that this plan all along was to strangle the industry by not allowing new pipelines to be built, and eventually, uh, the, 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 we're, we're seeing that now. We're seeing the result of that, Mr. Sure, it's going to be a, a fascinating uh, next I don't know nine ten months as we head into a federal election. I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to call us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, take care. That's Andrew Shear calling the show, the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. 4960063 again is the number to get a hold of us anytime. The text line always open at 6306030. 
It's been uh, a fascinating hour uh, on, it well, in my indeed. opinion, 630 Chet Afternoon yep. News. Thanks to all of you who have called in, who have texted in, and we appreciate that so very much. Uh, the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, uh, Andrew Shear, um, calling in as well to talk. He's in town on his way to the Edmonton Inn where he's speaking this afternoon, did speak at the rally uh, just a short time ago as well. Yeah, and again, you know, I think for those who feel inconvenienced by what's going on here uh, and listen, I'm, I'm going to get up on my box a little bit here and preach, but uh, for those who were late for a flight, um, thankfully you can afford that flight as a result of the oil and gas industry. You can, We can afford those highways. We can, uh, you know, I mean, listen, we're so connected to this industry that uh, for us to be put out for a day to be heard in Ottawa, I'm totally in favor of it. And again, I applaud all of you taking part in that convoy and all of those supporting the convoy along its route will continue to follow the story as the afternoon goes on. Uh, keep you updated. Coming up after three, we'll sit down with Dr. Gantz for another edition of uh, How Does That Make You Feel? The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.